My headache won't go away. I get blurry vision. My balance is awful. I'm exhausted. We can all get these symptoms from time to time. But if you or a loved one notice you're getting a combination of them regularly, don't ignore it. They could be signs of a brain tumour. My headache won't go away. I get blurry vision. My balance is awful. I'm exhausted. To learn more about the common signs of a brain tumour, search Better Safe Than Tumour. Welcome to Let's Talk About Brain Tumours, the podcast where we'll be talking to people who've been affected by a brain tumour diagnosis, either their own diagnosis or the diagnosis of a loved one. We'll also be sharing news and updates from the Brain Tumour Charity about what we're doing to halve the harm and double survival. Welcome back to another episode of the Brain Tumour Charity Podcast. I'm Anna, one of the podcast co-hosts, but I'm also a Young Ambassador here at the charity. In this episode, I'll be joined by Rudy and Victoria, two of my fellow Young Ambassadors, to give a little bit more insight into what the Young Ambassadors do and why we chose the role. I hope you enjoy. Hello, my name is Jem Boylestad and I have the absolute privilege of being the support lead for the Young Ambassador Programme at the Brain Tumour Charity. This programme is for young people aged 18 to 25 who have either been diagnosed with a brain tumour themselves or have a loved one who is living with or who has sadly died to a brain tumour. It's a two-year programme which aims to give young people the opportunity to connect with others of a similar age who can relate to their experiences and who have a shared goal and drive to get involved with the charity's work and use their experience to try and create change. Last year, in September 2021, we recruited our current cohort of young ambassadors, and this is actually our fourth group now. And so they are now halfway through their time in their role. Uh, There's about 20 of them in the group who each have different passions and interests, and we really try our best to give each of them the opportunity to get involved in areas of the charity's work that is most important to them. Young ambassadors are given the chance to attend events, lobby the government, share their story, uh, support others, learn new skills and raise awareness within their local community. Working with the young ambassadors is genuinely one of the best parts of my job. It's so inspiring to see how young people are able to take what is often the very worst part of their life and channel the energy and emotion and passion that comes from that into something that makes a real difference for the charity, but also the wider brain tumour community. We are super lucky that so many young people over the years have wanted to give up their time to get involved and champion the work of the charity. Young ambassadors are genuinely an integral part of the brain tumour charity now and We are so, so grateful for their support. So I'm joined here today with two of my fellow Young Ambassadors, Rudy and Victoria. Thank you both so much for being on the podcast. It really, really means a lot. So I thought maybe if we could start off with both of you just introducing yourselves and maybe giving a couple of sentences about what being a Young Ambassador means to you. Thanks, Anna. Um, Yes, I'm Rudy. Um, I'm a Young Ambassador. I'm 21. I'm, I'm from Glasgow and I study at St Andrews University. Being a young ambassador for me has been a great way to meet people that have had really like similar, quite traumatic experiences with brain tumours in the past. And um, yeah, it's a great way to really um, talk about things that have happened in our lives that you can't really discuss with other people. And just sharing that commonality really is, is quite a powerful thing. 
Yeah, thanks, Anna, for having us here today. I'm Victoria Neal, and I'm 24 years old, and I'm also a young ambassador, as um, we've all said. And I work as a functional engineer at Diageo. Um, right now, I'm on an engineering and tech grad scheme just because I graduated this year in chemical engineering. And um, for me, getting involved with um, the Brain Tumor Charity and specifically being a young ambassador is really important to me because I think young people have a very, very big impact on the world at the moment. They're, you know, they're standing for causes that people necessarily weren't standing for before and we're having bigger and bigger voices. And I think people will really start to listen to us and make changes that we want to see. So for me, it's all about getting um, my vision out there and helping others sort of achieve what they want to achieve and also learn, as Rudy said, from other people's experiences because you might have one perspective on how a brain tumour impacted your life, but learning how it impacts someone from a patient perspective to um, you know, living with one right now or um, losing a different family member or you know having um someone with it long term so yeah it's really important to me to meet other people and form a sort of community for young people to be able to talk to each other as well as reach out to the public and share our messages absolutely i totally agree i think it's so important and it's just such a good program to be on to meet like-minded people like we mm-hmm. said who've gone um, through similar experiences so for those that don't know and um, i haven't mentioned on the podcast before i became a young ambassador because i lost um, my dad to a brain tumor back in 2011 when i was only 13 years old um so if both of you don't mind saying what was the reasons that you decided to become young ambassadors so um i i had a brain tumor myself when I was 13 years old um, and yeah it had a huge impact on my life um, for about a year I was recovering um, and it really just took the bottom out of the world that I was living in but um, it gave me huge perspective and insight and um, really it's really like changed my life and now at this point I view it as a gift and um that, that has allowed me to be different and it has allowed me to understand what's important. But um, I do feel a strong responsibility to give back um, to those that have also been affected. And the Brain Tumor Charity um, is, is the world's leading brain tumor um, charity and organization. So this is the best place to be. Yeah, I think it's really nice when like Rudy speaks about it, saying it's a gift, because I sort of feel the same about my experience. I also lost my dad. Um, I was 20 years old mm-hmm. and he had kidney cancer five years before it got all clear. And then fifth year, final scan, everything came back good. And then it turned out he had a metastatic brain tumour that had stemmed from that. Um, very quickly was um, in the ICU um, and within a month um, we had to switch off life support. And as you said, Rudy, it completely pulled the rug from underneath me. My life completely changed. And I think that his legacy has almost left me with that push to be a change in someone else's life. So mm-hmm. I'll never get him back. But how can I help someone else through it? Or how can I make sure that doesn't happen to someone else? Um, so that's why I wanted to be a yam. And I first heard about the charity literally um it was my dad's funeral and we were planning like a collection for something um and you know we hadn't had any connection with Rachel charity but found it and we're like you know we'll we'll put money towards this get people instead of you know flowers and everything and raise funds for that and we did and it was only a couple years after i think it was 
three years after um, my dad passed away, I finally felt I wanted to be part of a cause so specific to his illness. The Young Ambassador scheme just seemed pretty perfect for development and coming to terms with what you've been through and also, um, yeah, just seemed like a really welcoming space. Yeah, absolutely. I can really relate to what you said about kind of that legacy element of keeping someone's memory alive mm-hmm. by doing something really good with it. But it's also really interesting, like you said, Victoria, to relate to people like Rudy. So we haven't mm-hmm. had that same experience, yeah. but we get to talk to somebody who's experienced a brain tumor in an entirely different way mm-hmm. to how we have. And we all have a very strange bond, but yeah. I think it's helped us all come together and really do some great yeah. work for the charity. I think yeah. like we were saying last night, we, we were all kind of socialising together and we said, um, it's like a silver lining to a really, really grey cloud. Mm-hmm. You get to meet people who are so amazing and so inspirational and have this strength within them that I just can't, I don't, I don't see outside of like the room sometimes. So it's nice to pick that from people and learn from them. So Definitely. I also think like the, the purpose of the Young Ambassadors is that, um, we really help create the story and uh, in a way our voices are more powerful to people that want to to want to understand the real impacts on people's mm-hmm. lives because we can tell firsthand the experiences that we've had. Um, so that really adds a new sort of um, like a, a new sort of power to a story. Um, yeah. And to add to that, I think the fact that we are so young is so important. Obviously, being a young ambassador, you're aged 18 to 25, and brain tumours are the biggest killer of children, adults under 40. So I think it's that kind of age range that it really relates, and it is just so important for people our age to understand the signs and the symptoms and why it's so important, because we're, um, we're the age bracket that it kind of yeah. affects. Um, so I think it would be nice for our listeners to understand a little bit about what we actually do. So we've spoken a lot about what it means to us and that we raise awareness and we do all these things. But um, what have we done? So the Young Ambassador Scheme, we started in September 2021. It's now October 2022. Um, so what have we done in the past year? We, we have monthly meetups, um, firstly. They're all virtual because all the Young Ambassadors are based throughout the UK. There's three in Scotland right now, which is where I'm from, and so is Victoria, but most are in England. Um, so on the virtual meetups, we we discuss policy, we discuss ideas for fundraising, we um, allocate roles or who's going to go and speak at where. Is it um, with regards to like the government or um, going and giving talks at, uh, at fundraising events? Um, and also looking into some cures that like uh, cutting edge, maybe, for example, ophthalmology that can help diagnose brain tumours earlier and also blood testing that um, can detect a brain tumour just from the blood. So we really get exposed to some quite revolutionary um, ideas in terms of diagnosis um, and research. Yeah. And I, that's a really good overview, Rudy, because sometimes I forget all the different aspects mm-hmm. we get involved in each yeah. month when we meet up. And it's it's funny because I've specifically gotten involved with um, the policy side of things. So one of the best events I, I went to was I went to Westminster and spoke to MPs and held a session there where it was basically a come and go of MPs came in, you explained sort of about the charity, our new survey results, um, and then what 
they could be doing to help support us better. And it was really good because you got to hear their personal stories as well as stories they had from their constituents. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've not really spent much time um, in Parliament before, so getting to actually engage with really powerful people who can make a difference um, was really beneficial for me. And we wrote a blog about it after Jeremy, Kaz and I, Kaz is an involvement champion and Jeremy's another ambassador. We all wrote a blog after collating all that together. Um, Hannah, an ambassador in the year above, and I were in the mid-year appeal. So that's a video that was focused on Bright Minds, which is basically supporting lead researchers across the country and across the world. Um, So there's a girl in Boston, she was researching a specific type of tumour, and we just spoke to her about her work and why she got involved in it. Mm -hmm. But other things um, are podcasts. So. Mm I was on a grief um, podcast with one of um, our senior policymakers about music that can help you through that. Um, We've just made a TikTok scavenger hunt today together, which was super fun. So we get involved in a lot of our PR site as well. Um, And one thing I took up recently was the strategy steering committee. Mm -hmm. So I'm on that and forming the new strategy for the next five years, which is something that I've wanted to be involved in in my career as well, but Mm -hmm. something that I think is so important because we're engaging with researchers, um, our employees, the ambassadors, as well as, you know, people who are standing in these um, industries as well. So it's very varied and, again, great opportunities for development and for putting your voice across, however that may be um, the best way for you, way for you. Yeah, definitely. On strategy, I went to um, the Brain Tumor Charities strategy day um where there was so many people from the brainstorm charity community um or the business design center in london and i think as young ambassadors i felt kind of privileged to be invited to a day like that because there was some really really amazing intelligent people there we had like brain surgeons we had really kind of um people who put a lot of money into the charity and just adults who we're young adults but proper adults what I like to say there who this is their job and this is their livelihood and I think it was so lovely of them to kind of see us as equals and to really listen to our ideas and what we had to say and just um involve us with that strategy it was it was a really um lovely thing that I got to go along to so um I've done that and then as Rudy said I know you mentioned earlier we have um monthly meetups over zoom like we said we're all scattered all over the country but um the charity does work really hard to get us all together in one place and um it's been lovely today we've all met in London well not all of us can be here um but it's we've had a, a good a good few yeah. of us I think there was about how many would you 15, say there was today about 15, 15 of us today yeah. um and we've just yeah done some really fun things and just it's an opportunity for us to like socialize and as we said just all talk to each other and really um form those friendships like that it's just a bit harder to do when we're speaking virtually um, and we had another one back in April as well didn't we and that was the very first time that we all met each other um in person because I can remember the first one back in September I'm not sure if you guys felt the same but it was virtual um the first time that we met up and we did some little icebreaker games and stuff in breakout rooms on zoom and things like that I think Covid was still quite a um, high risk thing so we weren't allowed to meet up but um it's a bit it's a lot different now I think yeah. we feel like we've really formed those bonds as opposed to I felt quite nervous and didn't really know what to say when we first had that one I'm not sure if you guys yeah. felt the same I yeah. agree definitely I think like you can't really form a genuine friendship over over zoom but when you're in person with people you can actually start to mm-hmm. have those prolonged conversations and things that are not directly related to brain tumors but yet again are fundamental to a genuine friendship. Yeah. So um, 
that was really important. And um, that's for me, like I, I felt emotional leaving that first meetup mm-hmm. back in mm-hmm. back in April, just because I really I really got to hear the stories properly and see the see what it meant to people in their in their face. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I feel I feel um, really privileged to be a part of, of this community. Yeah, I think on that, um, Rudy and myself and Madeline were the first ambassadors in Scotland, mm-hmm. and there wasn't that community there before. So we've made an effort, like we met up and had brunch one time, and now we're yeah. going to make it like quite a common thing for us to meet up so that we know that each other are there. Mm-hmm. But I remember the first meet up in person, and I wasn't very nervous, but I didn't know what to expect. Yeah, I think that again, I hadn't made it to a lot of the meet meetups online just because I had university and yeah. it's really heavy, but. You, you sort of went in thinking, oh, maybe they won't remember me. But then as soon as we walked into the room and started talking about, you know, changes we wanted to make or personal stories or even just having proper conversations that you would have with friends, you just broke down those walls and started mm-hmm. to actually be like, these are people that I can see myself around for a long period of time for the future. And then I remember there was a session where Jen asked us, oh, would anyone feel comfortable sharing their story? Mm-hmm. And... Uh, you know I, I'm quite comfortable public speaking but there were a few people who weren't comfortable or yeah. everyone was a bit like oh this is in front of the whole charity yeah. and it was amazing that, that everyone in that charity wanted to come and speak hear us speak yeah um and then I remember you know um we all prepared our talks and then we went up and managed to do the talk and there was actually a I think the majority of us went up and actually did it. And I felt so proud of everyone because for someone who is quite confident with it, it was brilliant to see other people gaining their confidence. And I think it's because we each have people around us who are egging us on and wanting us to see us do well. So the meetups have been brilliant being in person. And again, today, people are doing stuff they wouldn't normally be comfortable with just because this is a very safe space for us to actually see each other um, as much as we can. So... Um, yeah, it's been great having in-person stuff. I can really see how much like I'm. It means for for other young ambassadors as well meeting them because, as I said, we don't normally meet people with this commonality. But I've I already and a lot of the young ambassadors they they sometimes struggle meeting people in social situations and and they know that there's a core here for yeah. for mm-hmm. people that are. Um, that might struggle. Yeah, and that's it. You really, every time we meet up, it's like a no judgment zone. Yes. You can share anything that's going on in your life mm-hmm. or, or your head. And I think someone even shared with me, like they wouldn't, as Rudy said, they wouldn't go and talk to a stranger. They wouldn't yeah. do, they wouldn't get on public transport even. That can be a challenge for people. But to get here, all of that was sorted, but they had to go on mm-hmm. the bus or the train on their mm-hmm. own. And I think it's just building that independence and yeah. empowerment to people. Um, and it's just, again, so lovely to see each time you meet up, there's progression and yeah. um, development in people. So um, looking to the future, we've got just under a year left as Young Ambassadors so the programme runs for two years what are you guys most excited about for the next year what do you think we can do with it with our time that we have left well I think there's definitely plans in motion to get together more over the next year at least two or three times um, but I think uh, uh, throughout the throughout the Young Ambassadors we're generally trying to really up our game in terms of fundraising um, and reach our target, which was initially what we initially set at 10,000 over the two years. So we're going to have that push to get there. 
me personally, I'm going to um, really try and host and plan a, a charity football tournament up at my university, which I've done before. And it's a great way to bring people together and really like raise money for a good cause and, and spread awareness. Um, so, but there's there's various other fundraising plans that are getting organised. I'll I'll let Victoria maybe talk about <laughs> some of them. Yeah. So over the next year, I, I always forget it's two years because I just feel like I've just gotten to know everyone, and then yeah. now it's like, oh, what are we going to do for a last push? <laughs> um, so over the next year, I think fundraising will be quite focused for me. I'd love to do some challenges, I really like hiking, so yeah. trying to incorporate that in, or sort of thrill-seeking, maybe mm-hmm. get some skydiving in, um, as we're talking about. Um, <laughs> yeah. But another thing I really enjoyed so far has been public speaking. Mm-hmm. So um, I've been at the Pitchcraft Choir event, which was in Edinburgh, St. Giles Cathedral, beautiful, beautiful area, and um, there was like 300 people there, and I got to share my story as well as support um, the family that were affected by such a, such a tragic loss. And then Underbelly do a big brain tumor benefit and I worked for that company over summer. So with them, I got to meet some of the um, some of the comedians and then um, actually just spend some time with them sharing my story again. So I think for me, it will definitely be on the public front. So I'd love to push myself into more of the um, event roles, hosting mm-hmm. roles, speaking. Um, as we were speaking earlier, I'd really love to do um, some event speeches. Um, another thing is the fundraising for me. Uh, personally, I've not really done uh, a fundraising event before, so this will be a very mm-hmm. new, so I'll need to, all of you guys' input. Yeah. Um, and I think lastly, it's figuring out how I can keep my the, keep my impact going. Yeah, 100%. And I think there are so many other ways that you can be involved with the charity even after being a Young Ambassador finishes. So you can become a mentor for the next cohort of Young Ambassadors. Um, You can become an involvement champion, which is still very similar with the charity, just not technically in that age bracket of being a Young Ambassador. So there's still so many other ways that we can get involved with the charity. And I think now that the Young Ambassador programme has opened that door for us, I know personally it would be something that I'd be really keen to continue. I'm not sure if you guys are the same. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Finally, I would like to put you guys on the spot a little bit. Um, I'm just going to ask you in three words if you could summarise being an ambassador or how, how you've experienced I'll do it. one sentence. Go right. on then, that okay. one right. sentence is okay. <laughs> I'm just going to focus on the main one, which is I feel empowered because I, I feel my voice, I feel like I've been given a voice to express the experiences that I've had and to really join a group and as a group we all have this voice of our experiences and we can really make sure that we're heard that's one sentence I love it I love that that's a long one (laughs) it's all right um, I, I guess I'll do the same as Rudy. There's one thing I always reflect back on, which was when I was at Westminster and I had a chat with one of the MPs and we just agreed on the fact that we just came up with this amalgamation of ideas together and it was the most selfless thing you can do is try and make a change in someone else's life that will have no impact on your own. So again, it's about, okay, this has happened to me, but what can I do with it? What can I do with this gift or the situation that I've, the hand that I've been dealt? How can I make sure that my life continues to be positive and continues to make a difference in the world and continues to build other people up and make changes that really need to occur? So um, 
I think all of us are so, so selfless for getting involved and wanting to make changes, even though it won't, won't change our own our own perspective or experience. And so that's how what it means to me. I think you both summed it up so well. That's so inspirational. I think for me, if I was going to summarise it, it's just to really just feel that sense of reward and that sense that I'm giving back. And as you said earlier, Victoria, you worded it really beautifully, just how turning a very sad situation into something that's just, it makes you feel a lot better. And I always come away from things like this and things like today, just feeling lighter and like I've got something off my chest a little bit. And just, as we said, we've got a bond with people and I just think it's really lovely. Yeah, 100%. I think we're very lucky to have such a good group of people Mm -hmm. around us and as much as it's awful and tragic everything that everyone's going through if we can just find the fact that we've managed to find each other and the charity um that is just a beautiful thing absolutely um so if people want to find out more about the young ambassadors you can um, look us up on the brain tumor charity website which is www.thebraintumorcharity.org and if you use the search tool on the website um, you can type in young ambassadors and you can find out about all of the rest of us there's 21 of us in total this year so there's quite a lot of us just find out what we do and the reasonings behind why we became young ambassadors um, well, thank you both so much for chatting to me today. It really means a lot. I hope you've enjoyed it and it hasn't been too much of a put you on the spot kind no, of, of interview. <laughs> my pleasure. Yeah, my pleasure too. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you'll never miss an episode. If you'd like more information, you can visit our website at thebraintumorcharity.org or email our support team at support at thebraintumorcharity.org. And finally, before you go, if you enjoyed this podcast, please can you leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts so we can reach more people and raise more awareness. Tamsin and I work in the individual giving team at the Brain Tumor Charity. Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you or a loved one have been diagnosed with a brain tumor and are worried about your finances, the Brain Tumor Charity's Benefits and Money Advice Clinic, run in partnership with Citizens Advice, is here to help you. Our expert advisors can help you access the financial support you're entitled to, as well as give advice on how to make the most of your money. To make an appointment with our Benefits and Money Advice Clinic, Visit our website at thebraintumorcharity.org slash money or call our support team on 0808 800 0004.